Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Oh, yeah. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris Broussard alongside my partner. Rob Parker. Rob Parker, not surprisingly, is off again. Wow. Martin Weiss is in for him, and we are live from the TireRack.com studio. Do it live! TireRack.com will help you get there. They've got an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free roll hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be, and this right here. The Odd Couple is the way sports talk radio should be, so keep it locked on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, or SiriusXM83, however you may be listening. Let me give props. Let me give love to Martin Weiss. My man got heart. He got guts. Fortitude. Courage. Because a week ago, On this very network, on this very show, he got beat down. He got taken to the woodshed. He got dressed down. All of that. And yet here he is back and as enthusiastic as ever. And that deserves a hand. Welcome, Martin Weiss. 
to the odd couple. A lot of cats come and they don't want no more. You know because, what? Because, you know, it's rough up in these odd couple streets, man. You know what, Chris? I'm going to borrow one of your lines. That was cute and energetic. <laughs> no, you uh, you were you weren't well necessarily done. singing well that tune when Old Apollonice came in here and me and him agreed on the future of Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, Benyana. that, that should actually make you feel the opposite way well, that, that you on the same street as Old Apollonice. All right, hey, you, you know go. what? You know what? I've had worse neighbors before, but hey, at least <laughs> I'm staying on my own street. James Harden has more addresses in the last three years. That I don't know how he's filling out his change of address application with the post office. They, they got to be confused. Man, you ain't lying. We going to talk a lot about this James Harden thing. In fact, let's introduce the Odd Couple crew and then get right into it. DJ Alex Teicher, a.k.a. Alex the Vegans in the house. And of course, Teicher's Tower of Trivia will be in the third hour of the show. You never want to miss that. Uh, Brandon Trufa is in for the super producer Rob G. Running things and on the updates. Hey, Steve. Our man, Steve DeSager. All right, you said it, Martin. A shocker because we all, I mean, all the reporters, all the pundits, myself included, I imagine you, we all thought James Harden was going to opt out of his deal, sign a long-term contract with the Philadelphia 76ers, and that would be that. But in a shocker, Instead, he is not opting out, so he's staying in this contract for one more year, about $35 million, but under the premise that he and the Sixers are going to work on a trade where presumably he will go to another team and they will sign him to a long-term deal. And the reports, Martin, are that though the team's interested. There's two out there. Maybe there are a few more. Maybe a few more will surface. But the ones being named are the Clippers and the Knicks. So that's the scenario. What are you? Now, we're going to talk later in the show, and you saw the rundown. Third hour, we're going to get to what this looks like for James Harden, what we think of James Harden doing this. So let's just look at the basketball aspect of it, where you think he might go, what it means for Philadelphia and all that. I think what it means for Philadelphia is it's a clear delineation. Obviously, MB was the the MVP there. He's the star there. But the idea that we, we sat back and you heard a little bit with Doc and you heard it, like some of the, the, the friction between James Harden and Doc Rivers, not necessarily together, but, you know, in their post-game, post-season right. uh, uh, comments, like after their season was ended and their exit interviews, didn't necessarily sound like they both were the highest, uh, the biggest fans of one another in terms of the way they were trying to go about winning basketball games. But this people rarely are opting in to good situations. Like, even just look at Draymond Green in Golden State. He's opting out with every intention pretty much to resign there. Right. Russell Westbrook, uh, a few years ago, there was no question he was going to opt in and take his $47 million for the Lakers because that was about it in terms of the, the 40 the that, getting that level of payday, right? So when I see this James Harden wants to be traded, I mean, what does it mean for Philly? 
I think congratulations because you can move on from a guy who has not performed in the postseason consistently at some of his best postseason games this 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 last this most recent run and before then has historically flamed out and you can now and still oh, flamed out this year too exactly so I mean but the flame roared a little bit brighter before he flamed out here and this time I think you can now it's going to just see more of a Tyrese Maxey uh, ball dominant and I think that's a good thing for Philly and with a player in terms of Harden's salary when you get into the new CBA, I think they could fetch, if not uh, a good player back for him, some assets to build for the future in terms of, you see, you see it now with teams renting well, out their they cap do, space. They do need to win now, though. Sure. Like, I don't see them going all totally young as far as, oh, we got to get a ton of picks. Obviously, teams want picks for assets. But they look, Joel Embiid, number one, is right smack dab in the middle of his prime. And you know this, Martin. He's next. And by next, I mean he's that next dude that's going to start getting criticized because he hadn't won a ring. I mean, he hadn't even got to the finals. Heck, he hadn't even gotten to the Eastern Conference finals. And people were killing Nikola Jokic. Oh, you got two MVPs. Where's your ring? You haven't even been to the finals, dude. Well, it's coming for Embiid. So it's about winning now for Philadelphia. Now, the two teams out there, at least that are being mentioned at this point, Clippers and the Knicks. First of all, the Knicks, Knicks, stop it. Knicks, if, if, the, if I'm the Knicks, and I call the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm asking about Joel Embiid, not James Harden. What in the world does James Harden do for the Knicks? Why in the world would they want James Harden? Because if I'm Philly, I'm like, well, who, who you, you, you giving me Jalen Brunson? I, I need a point guard now. You know, I mean, I, why do you do you think that Knicks have any use for James Harden? No, no, especially when you, I mean, you're off of the most feel good season you've had in New York and, you know, since the bang bong, Trey Young knocked him out in the first round. And before that, it's been like 20 years. Right. So and and you have Jalen Brunson on this deal. If I'm Philly, if I'm Dallas Morey and somebody calls me with that, I'm racing to the bank. I'll take Jalen. Yeah. Give me Jalen Brunson, a a playoff performer, a guy, even though he's limited in size and stature, plays much bigger. Exactly. And he's a true, a true floor general leader type of player. Give me that every day, every night. I know he's going to be there. I know he's going to show up. Whereas James Harden, again, he could be a disappearing act. There, I don't see any draw for the New York Knicks to go after no. James Harden, especially I mean, when you consider, Chris, just the final point, the coaching situation in New York. What is James Harden going to do there? With Tom with, Thibodeau. With Tom right. Thibodeau. Because he's not, he not exactly putting forth the most effort on the defensive end. And, um, you know, if they wanted Julius Randle and, you know, I don't know by himself or, you know, more pieces with him, I mean – what Harden and Jalen Brunson together, I, that's not doing anything for you. And at least with this team, as you said, the Knicks played, they had, they were solid in the postseason. Uh, they're clearly not ready to contend, but at least they're still fairly young. Right. Right? It, it, James Harden would not make them any better. I, nobody would think, nobody would move them up in the East because obviously they'd be giving up something to get him. And yet he's older. So now your future is not quite as bright 
as it is now. Um, as far as the Clippers, that that I think that's the team, and I think there's already been talks. I think that, and I don't, you know, Brian Windhorst from ESPN is reporting that the Clippers are looking like they're going to try to get a big three of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden. I, look, I Harden, I, I know, you know, we all know about his postseason problems. But if I'm the Clippers and they want the big three, look, the Clippers have stuff that I'll take if I'm Philadelphia outside of their two stars. I'll take Terrence Mann. I'll take Norman Powell. There are, you already have Tyrese. So you think about Tyrese Maxey. I'm not saying this would necessarily be the exact starting five, but Tyrese Maxey, mm-hmm. Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, who maybe would come off the bench, um, uh, uh, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. You don't have that true second star unless Maxey morphs into that. But that's not a bad team, and your depth probably improves. And the key, what I'm looking for now, if I'm Philly, is I'm saying, you know what? Are these dudes going to bring it every night? Are they going to defend? Are they going to play hard? And will they at least be who they are in the playoffs? And you won't find that out until you get there. But, you know, Denver, Jamal Murray now is viewed as a second star. But he wasn't. Going into this season, right, you kind of were like, well, they got – well, one and a half stars. I don't know. I got to push back there because here, like the last two years, I was told Jokic was one of the MVP because he had no help. And if Jamal Murray was there, this team would be the best in the West or one of the best in the West. And Chris, yeah, but Murray wasn't viewed at. He wasn't a full star. I mean, but, he never made an All Star team. He was viewed I, as a good player. A, he was never an All Star. He hadn't been an All Star right. yet. But we had seen him have multiple right. we knew playoff play. games where right. he was going off. And I get it was the bubble and depending on where you sit on that you may devalue the bubble but there was still proof of evidence that Jamal Murray in postseason games was an effective player right right and and I think Maxi, I don't know that he could be that good I'm not saying that but he he looks like he can be very good and, Ma- so and man's got some upside too I think so, so too Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's the iCouple live from the Tyrac.com studios. Martin White's in for Rob Parker. And at the end of your first year, Discover Credit Cards automatically doubles all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned is doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Our next guest is a Yankees reporter for MLB.com. Also has a new book coming out July 11th. Mark the date. It is called 62. Aaron Judge, the New York Yankees, and the pursuit of greatness. We welcome in Brian Hoke. Brian, welcome to the Odd Couple. Thank you. Quite an intro. I appreciate that. Good to be on with you guys. <laughs> no, of course, of course. Uh, and we'll get to your book and Aaron Judge in a moment, but obviously we need to start with what we saw last sure. night. Domingo Herman, the the perfect game. And I don't know if you were there or not, but it's only the 24th in the history of of the sport, at least in a, in the major leagues, um, tell us about it and and what you know what this really means because these are fewer and far but farther between in today's baseball the way things are played. We've seen guys have no hitters um, and be taken out in the seventh inning because of a pitch count. I'm glad they let him go the whole night. Tell us your thoughts on it. 
Yeah, uh, and first of all, I, I wish I had been there. The, you know, they gave me the option of uh, going to Oakland or going to St. Louis on this trip. And I said, ah, three-game series at the Oakland Coliseum, what's going to happen? <laughs> I was like, oh, man, come on. <laughs> so I missed a perfect game. Um, you know, I made the wrong choice there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Herman was fantastic. And so I got to watch it from my couch just like everybody else. And um, I, I, what really stuck out to me was how efficient he was, how dominant that curveball was. Obviously, he was – Tearing up an Oakland A's lineup that is uh, one of the worst in the uh, certainly right. in the in the major leagues this year and in recent memory too. But look, uh, he, he, there's a reason we don't see these every day. Bad teams come and go. You we have bad teams around the majors every day, uh, every year. You don't see a perfect game, and there's only 24 of them in major league history, as you mentioned. We haven't seen one since Felix Hernandez in 2012, and so uh, right around I guess after he got through the fifth inning, I was kind of paying a little bit closer attention and saying, huh, something's happening here. And uh, then you start doing the math and counting outs, and you're saying, all right, he's got 12 more outs to get, nine more outs to get, six more outs. And then uh, once he got to the ninth inning, I kind of figured he was going to get it. Just he's facing Mm. the bottom of the order there. Uh, He still looked sharp. As I mentioned, the pitch count was low. He finished at 99 pitches, and that's the key. Uh, That's what you just mentioned there about guys get taken out early because of pitch count. Herman was so economical last night and really in command. I think he went to two three-ball counts the whole night. Um, So that's what you have to do in this day and age. Uh, You're not going to get the 170-pitch no-hitter of, uh, you know, Nolan Ryan back in the day. Uh, You kind of have to do it the way Domingo Herman did it, and uh, and that's pretty rare. Uh, You're not going to see that for a while, I don't think. So, Brian, you said that uh, you kind of saw Herman looking around the fifth inning like, okay, something special might be happening here. At what point in Aaron Judge's career or run last year did you look and see, all right, maybe I have the topic of a book. Like, Maybe this is something I need to really put down on tablet and make sure that the rest of the world can see this and put it in history. I tell you what, it was probably around July, right around the All Star break, because you look up, and I'm I'm not great at math, but I know that half of 62 is 31, and that's what he had. And I'm saying, <laughs> all right, at this point, like, could he? And so I started putting out kind of feelers and thinking about, is there a Judge book or a Yankees book to be told here? And uh, they said, eh, cool your Jets. Uh, I don't think so, not right now. And then. Suddenly you get to August, and I remember the Yankees were in Anaheim, and Judge hit his 50th, and I was there for that. And uh, now, you know, you got ESPN, and all the national media is coming and following the Yankees around, and they're breaking in on college football games, and things is, this is really becoming an event. And every Aaron Judge at bat, you're getting silence at Yankee Stadium, and he hits these, uh, you know, everybody had come to see one thing and one thing only. And there are a couple opportunities. There are a couple games where he hits a double down the line. You hear from the crowd, oh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh, this was something that was uh, definitely took on a life of its own. And it was something I, I thought deserved a full exploration in terms of uh, not just what Judge did last year, which was fantastic, but how he fits in the Yankee history. you got three great Yankee right fielders, Dave Ruth, Roger Maris, and Aaron Judge, all of whom have held this record of single-season home run king at various times in their career, and just how different it was. Uh, I love doing the historical stuff, comparing, contrasting, 61 years separating Maris and Judge. There were so many cool kind of parallels you could do between what Maris had to go through with, you know, 15 newspapers in the clubhouse, you know, pulling on him every single stretch of the way. And then judge everything he did last year was scrutinized by Instagram and uh, Twitter and, you know, the whole social media 
world. So I thought it it, it really came together nicely. I'm, I'm proud of it. Hopefully, uh, Yankee fans and baseball fans will uh, will really enjoy it. A big part of it as well was, of course, him playing for a contract. And really, sure. the only concern it had nothing to do with his ability. But I thought the Yankees did the right thing because you just weren't sure with his injury history. How much of it, I mean, he was healthy last year, healthier than he's ever been. How much of that was motivated by not just, I want to get a new contract, but also I need to, I want to get this, you know, image of me always being hurt off my back and motivated to, to, you know, stay healthy. How much of, of that played into last season for him? Well, he definitely has taken on uh, different ways to stay healthy. And, and some of his injuries, of course, the one we're currently dealing with, he ran through a wall in Los Angeles, and there's not much you can do about that. Um, you know, he's he's gotten fractured wrists from pitches up and in. There's been some other things like obliques along the way that he has tried to uh, change his conditioning to, to ward off. But, yeah, you talk about that contract, and I remember – I was there in the press conference room on opening day of last season, and Brian Cashman took the uh, very odd stance of uh, coming and addressing the media about a contract negotiation that was going on. I can't remember him ever doing that, laying out chapter and verse. Here's what we offered him, and I wrote down the number in my notepad, and it was $213.5 million. And I looked at it, and I said, a pretty good offer. Like, I think I would have taken that if I'm Aaron Judge. Uh, you know, that's guaranteed. You're set for life. And uh, credit to him because he looked at that. He said, no, you're going to pay me like Mike Trout. And I'm going to go out and prove to you how good I am. I'm going to have a $40 million season, and you're going to pay me that way. And darn if he didn't do it. Um, yeah, It was one of the best seasons all around from wire to wire, at least during the regular season. And we get in the book about how much it took out of him down the stretch because he was gassed when they got to the postseason. And that's a whole other part of it. But uh, I, I just think that for the Yankees to not have Aaron judge, and, and we're certainly seeing it now, how valuable right. he is to this team. Oh, we're living it right now when he's not there, they're a completely different team. And so um, the nightmare scenario of him going to the San Francisco giants and being on the third baseline for opening day in orange and black, uh, they just couldn't, deal with that and that's why Hal Steinbrenner had to give him the uh, the nine-year deal and I, I think you look at that contract and how many nine-year deals really turn out great at the end of it you know you're paying for right now and so whatever the future was going to look like you couldn't have the New York Yankees without Aaron Judge you bring up valuable in terms of uh you know his value to the Yankees right now Steve DeSager just said a second ago that uh Shohei Otani's now got 29 home runs. It's June 29th. You said you felt like you might be seeing history when you saw 30 in July. So we're right there on track with this. But you look at the Angels and their team success. You look at the Yankees and their team success. I know valuable as everybody kind of has their own definition. It seems as we argue through across different sports. Do you feel that Aaron Judge is the most valuable player in the American League? Not this year. Last year I did. Um, obviously, yeah, the best ability is availability, and he hasn't been there this year. But I, I think that there's no argument to be made how he is valuable to the Yankees because if you take him off the Yankees, and obviously there's a reason they are watching so closely about when he can possibly come back. And what we're hearing is uh, maybe best case the first week of August. But uh, if he doesn't come back, I can't 
really paint a scenario for you where they win the World Series. And if he does come back, I can. And so I I think that is how valuable he is. And there's so many different ways to to look at valuable. And I can make a case for you every single year that Otani deserves to win the MVP because he's a unicorn. He's doing things that literally nobody else can do. Uh, he's, He's pitching and he's hitting home runs and he's doing both great. And so, uh, yeah, if I had oh, we, June 29, I'm going to say Otani's probably going to win the MVP this year. Yeah. Uh, as, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the second half. I, I could certainly uh, see uh, see that narrative changing. But, man, Otani is special. And, uh, you know, it, just the fact that Judge won it last year doesn't take anything away from Otani because I feel like you can say he can win the MVP every single year. All right, that's Brian Hoke, Yankees reporter for MLB.com. Check out his new book, 62. Aaron Judge, the New York Yankees, and the pursuit of greatness about Judge's great home run season last year. It'll be out July 11th. Brian, thanks for joining us. Good luck with everything. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Big news of the day. Started out as Kyrie Irving going to visit the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Even as everybody knows, that's kind of just, you know, a show. We know they don't have any money to sign Kyrie unless he wants to play for $3 million. Like you said, Chris, it's June 29th. We got, we got, we, you know what I mean? Everything today, take it with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, but this, I don't take with a grain of salt. Uh, the the news came out this afternoon that James Harden is opting into the last year of his deal, about $35.5 million, with the Philadelphia 76ers, but it is so that they can trade him. He and the Sixers will work together on a trade. And here's what I, I – we talked earlier in the show, Martin – because the reports are that the Clippers and the Knicks are teams that are expected to engage the Sixers on talks for James Harden. The Knicks, what are you doing? Just If you call Philadelphia, ask them about Embiid, not Harden, all right? Um, but the Clippers is where I think he'll end up. But I want to look at this from a different angle. And that angle is James Harden. And look, Martin... Mm-hmm. James Hart, if if it was just about regular season play, like if there were no playoffs, it was just the regular season, you would have a hard time. It, it'd be only a, a small number of players that you would say were better than James Harden in history. Sure. The boy is bad in the regular season. I mean, scoring – Dishing, he's 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 nasty. I mean, he was. I mean, James Harden was the originator of the forty point month. You know, the thirty point like not originator, I shouldn't say, but this generation's right. Like the guy who was going and having thirty points for an entire month, right? Like he was scoring well, thirty heck, points a he, game. He, you know, he's like forty averaged, points a game in a yeah, month. You know, what I'm saying a thirty day had period. Had a few years where he averaged thirty. Yeah, that's what plus I'm, points yeah, of, of my generation, I should say. Yeah, not a, yeah. not he didn't start it, but yeah. So he is he is an awesome player. Um, but obviously his performance in big games in the playoffs has been an issue, but also dude, I mean, you know, did you see, I'm, I know you, I, I know you saw this movie above the rim. Of course. And Leon friend of the show, uh, the great Leon Robinson actor who's been on the show with us, uh, he, and he was a great basketball player. He played, went to Loyola Marymount to play ball before he got into acting. And um, if you remember, he was dating the star players. Dwayne Martin was a star. And Leon was dating his mother, right? Mm-hmm. But Leon had issues. You know, I can't remember his name in the movie. But he had issues and, you know, he, he just would bail when the going got tough. And the mother finally was like, look, we're done. You're not reliable. I can't count on you. She said, you're a runner. 
You're a runner. <laughs> James Harden is a runner. When it got and I look, I understood Houston. Now the way you ran wasn't right. Just just tanking on a team. You didn't just sit out. You didn't just demand the trade and wait for him to trade you. You demanded the trade. And then when you saw that they were twiddling their thumbs, you just started playing really bad basketball for your level. Right? So he yeah. quit on the Rockets. And then he goes to the Brooklyn Nets. And look, I get it. I mean, Kyrie was exasperating. And that's Kyrie's choice. I have family members that didn't get vaccinated, so I'm not, like, ripping him for that. But it hurts your basketball team. There's no doubt about that. And James Harden was upset about that, but he ran. I mean, heck, Martin, he still had KD. It wasn't like without Kyrie they were junk. He still had Kevin Durant, but he ran. And now this is what – I, I don't understand. Okay, you already are on a team that has a chance to win a championship. Am I picking them if he were to stay? No. Is anybody picking them? Not likely, but a lot of it's because of Harden. <laughs> Most of it's because of Harden. Now, MB's not blameless. He has not shown up like he should in the playoffs either. But if Harden would be Harden, in the playoffs, if regular season James would show up in the playoffs, then they could win a championship. And so you're running again rather than stick it out, rather than fight. You know what's on my TV, and I'm, I, I don't hear it, but it's on the last dance. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan, the re- one reason people love him, Muhammad Ali, the GOAT in boxing in many people's eyes, One reason people love them is because when the going got tough, they were at their best. Ali wasn't supposed to be George Foreman, but he rose to the occasion. Michael Jordan wasn't supposed to be at the great a dynasty as a two guard, but he rose to the occasion when Detroit was beating him up. You know this, you from there. He rose to the occasion. James Harden is running. What? You're running from Joel freaking Embiid. What more do you need? I'm, I got, well, Martin, if I was a star point guard, you know what I would want more than anything else? A great big man. Sure. And you've got one of the greatest big men in the league of this era. And you got quality role players. Why are you looking for another situation? Look, Chris, it, it, I'm gonna update your uh, your 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 above the rim reference. He's a runner. He's a track star. He's gonna run away when it gets hard. That song came out two years ago, and it could have been about James Harden. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, me and James Harden are about the same age, right? Where we came up in about this. I'm not saying we came up together by any stretch, right? But we're we're about the same age, so I feel like we're at similar stages of life. And I'll be honest, some of the life moves that he's made, like some of the partying with little babies, all that, he looks like he's having a blast, right? <laughs> having so much right. fun. Like there was this one picture he's holding up a go. 
Goyard, a Goyard case that the baby gave, a little baby gave to him when he was still a member of the Nets. So I just remember people were dogging right. him, and I was right. like, bro, I'm sorry. He looks like he's having so much fun, and it's like the level of fun that I would like to have too. But the fact of the matter is, See, Chris, when you get to about my age, about 33 to 35 years old, and you kind of get into a boat, right? Some people have trouble attracting members of the opposite or attracting people who they want to be with or whatever. Some people don't, right? But what happens once you get to like 30, 33, 35, at least around some of the people that I've been around, it starts to become, oh, man, well, you know what? She texts me too much, so I, I had I, I had to get rid of that. You know, she uh she did this, and I had to get rid of that. Or she did this, and now you on four or five different situations, and at 33, 34 years old, you looking back like, oh, well, you know, she ain't this, she ain't that. Bruh, it's you. You are the common denominator through all of your relationships. Right. There's only one. It's you. Right, my, my daddy when he was still dating after my mom after my mother passed away, he was dating. He went up to a woman and he asked her for her number and so on. And she said, "You know what? I can't give you my number. I don't want to. You know, I'm not interested in that." And he was like, "You know, all right." They had a good conversation. He wasn't about to trip about it, but she said to him, "I only date members of my race." Now he asked her how many times she'd been divorced. She said four times. Right? <laughs> Maybe you want to mix something up. Right. Maybe you should have stuck with it. Right. Because clearly you're doing something wrong. Right. Clearly, James Harden is doing something wrong in regards to his postseason, whether or not it be conditioning, whatever you want to call it. I like to call it professionalism because to me, it seems as if it should be part of your what defines it as professionalism. Are you in shape? Are you able to go when you need to go? And so I just don't see James Harden is who he is at this point. Right, he is who he is at this point, and either he enjoys taking vacation in early June, late May, or he just can't get to that point because he doesn't have the ability as a player. If you're counting on James Harden to be there in a conference final, in a final, hell, even in the second round, good right. luck because it's not happening. So for me at this point, you know, you can put him wherever you want. You you put him here, you can put him there. It's still gonna be the same ingredient in the stew. I don't see it happening in this scenario unless, of course, you're walking into somewhere, he's coming in, mid-level exception, veteran minimum type thing, and he is legitimately just a pass-first point guard because he is still one of the best eyes in terms of moving the ball that I see in the in the league. But his explosiveness, his offensive game, his jump shot, his step back, it's not what it used to be. But he can still pass that ball, Chris. It's still good enough where if he would play – if he just played as well as he can in the playoffs. And look, I get it that guys have bad games. Everybody's had a bad playoff game. We're not killing him for that. But it feels like he shrinks. I heard something today on the radio. We all know that in games six and seven. Now, game five, he had 45 points against Boston second round. Yep. And they went up 3-2 going home. And in the last two games, they only had to win one. Last two games, he has 10 tur- turnovers, averages 11 points, shoots one of 11 from the field, twenty from three, 26% from the field overall. Whew, 26%. And 26%. And he just didn't get it done in the big moments. And what I heard on the radio today 
was that in games five, six, and seven of that series, he scored zero points in the fourth quarters. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he shrinks. If you're going to have a bad game, I want you to go down swinging. And I just look, money, maybe money's a factor. I mean, look, are the Clippers willing? I'm sure Philadelphia's willing to give him big money. Now, maybe it wasn't a full four year max. And maybe that's what he's upset about. But are the Clippers willing to give him that? They'd be crazy if they're willing to give him a four year, full four year max. Is anybody willing to do that? So I don't know if money, I mean, it probably has something to do with it. But my my thing is, I'm sure the money's big in Philly, too. He just, if you don't want, if you're a point guard and you don't want to play with Joel Embiid and have good role players around you, like, Martin, what are you looking for? I, I, I mean, if you claim you want to win, you, what you, how are you getting in a better situation? And I'm, I'm saying, Chris, maybe that's part of the – we say you say you want to win. Maybe maybe we're just looking at another Dame Lillard. I know it's hard to see because of the way that Dame has moved from I – mean, Dame has not moved, rather, from place to place to place. And so it's easier to put the, the shortcomings that have been around him, especially when you look at his postseason. And he's had some of those moments where he, like, you know, he kind of – he's, he's ended had season. some bad mo- moments, too, though. Right. But, I mean, but he's ended, he's ended postseason runs. Like, the, the most – the one that pops in my head right now is Russell uh, – Paul George saying he still thinks that was a bad shot that Dame right. Lillard took right. and sent him home on. But maybe – it's that type of scenario. It's like, yo, I'd like to win. Uh, it would be great. Michigan football for the longest time. They would, they would like to win, but they're not going to invest the money that Alabama and Ohio State and, right. and Georgia are investing. And it would, they want to win, but on their terms and in their way, which means you don't want to win at all costs, which is something, in, you know, that's what we look for and expect a lot of most athletes within reason, that you would do whatever you can right. in your career to try to ensure that you win. But, well, hey. I, I'll say this, Martin, and we we talked earlier about this potential. You know, we just throwing it out, but a Clippers deal where the Clippers basically gave them a package built around Terrence Mann and Norman Powell, and then Harden went to the Clippers. Yeah, there'd be a, more thrown in there to make it work salary wise. Sure. I gotta be honest. I don't think Philly Philly might not be any worse. I, I really because if Harden went back there. I wouldn't be thinking they're gonna win the East. No, I would think I wouldn't be thinking they're as good as Boston, Philadelphia, or um, Milwaukee, and maybe Miami. And it, so, I, if they do make the trade like that, they're still probably in about the same spot, the fourth best team in the East. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, the thing I would think, if I'm the Clippers, I like Terrence Mann. I think Terrence Mann should get more minutes if in in Los Angeles. Well, I I agree. I like him. I yeah. think again, they you you wouldn't have that star, but between Tyrese Maxey, Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, Tobias Harris. I mean, that's a nice well, group of players right it's there. It's because your star is the one guy you didn't name. That so it's well, all right. eyes on so, him. I mean, at your that second point. star, you wouldn't have your second star, right? But maybe Maxi would grow in it. I, I'm just saying, like, this isn't the worst thing for Philadelphia. No, but it's just a bad look for James it's Harden a bad at this look, point. Right. It's a bad look at this point. You, you did the whole fat suit thing to get out of yep. Houston. Now I get the Kyrie thing. But at a certain point, maybe it's you, bro. Maybe it's you. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.